The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS today. This is the Wednesday slate for February 26th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, and I'm excited to be joined by my partner in player props. It's Miles Hartley. Miles, how are you today? Doing pretty good. I uh, just finished a shift here, so I mean, getting ready to go to bed here, but uh, we're going to whip off this pod, and hopefully we can get some nice player props going here. I know I had one recently with uh, DeAndre Ayton to get ten and a half over 10.5 rebounds against the Chicago Bulls, and he went out there and got 19. Absolutely smashed that, so... Hopefully we can get some more like that going today. Oh, I, I love that player prop, and I love the dedication here. After the graveyard shift coming on to the pod here, we're recording middle of the day. So glad you're on. And, yeah, we're going to do some more player props here on this show. You and I are both into them and went 4-2 and two on the Monday podcast with our player props, up 1.69 units. So we're going to get after it again today. And, Miles, what we expect from you is – Basically, to, we want you to double any player prop. So any selection you make, we want it to be an easy rocking chair victory, sort of like Aiton with 19 rebounds over that 10.5. Can you do that for us? Well, I haven't got to dive into too many of the player props today <laughs> myself, but uh, I know that you said you've gone over quite extensively today as you're on a uh, other hoop ball podcast earlier. The hoop, is it today in sports betting? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Recorded that this morning with Devin Ellington. Uh, we had a great time breaking down the slate, sort of the overlap between the game lines, the totals, as well the as well as the player props and DFS. So if you haven't checked out their podcast, please go do that. Today in sports betting, Devin and Ira are usually on there, and they're terrific. They've had a lot of success here with their early plays. So check that one out. And if we don't get all of your final picks today, Miles – in terms of player props, people can follow you on Twitter. You are at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S 6565. So go ahead and do that. And then you can find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. So before we get into the first game, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Head over there for all of your sports investments and use the promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y. Get 50% of your first deposit matched up to $1,000. So if you put $2,000 in there, you get a 50% match of $1,000. So certainly recommend that and them. And then we want to thank Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee for everything they do for us. And, uh, you know, on the support side and then in terms of their product, we love their coffee and their gold clips. And you all know how to do it now. Just go on to Amazon. And it'll be at your doorstep very quickly. All right, Miles, we've got a nine-game slate here on Wednesday. I want to start with a real exciting game, New York and Charlotte, with that big total of 206. Uh, this one is not that attractive in terms of fantasy value from an overall scoring standpoint. We have New York as... 29th in offensive efficiency, Charlotte as 28th. We do have some poor defenses, New York 23rd, Charlotte 24th. 
New York has been playing a little bit better defensively, but anything jumping out at you from this game and, uh, you know, considering the fact that these defenses haven't been too too strong this season? Before I hop right into that, I just wanted to ask, what did you say was the over-under for this game? 206 is what I'm seeing. Wow, that is extremely different from the <laughs> over-under I have on my uh, betting site here. Really? Oh, extremely what are you different. What are you saying? I mean... For those of us, for those of you who haven't heard Miles much, he is in Canada. He's out on the West Coast, so things are a little bit different over there. But what what are you seeing there for for the total there? Two thirty four. No way. Yep. For New York against Charlotte. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Brooklyn and Washington. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right, there we go. Way. That's I why have a different different game written down first. That's why. That's why okay. we talk it out. And, All uh, right. That makes a lot more sense. Yes, that sounds a lot more correct. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. So, well, we know what you would have yes, done if the total was much, much, much in that game. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, shift no. your notes over to that New York-Charlotte Bonanza. I probably threw you off there by, by sarcastic introduction like, of the game. Um, so how about New York and Charlotte? Yeah, Anybody okay, so like that match? A little, little closer to on that one now. It's two, 207 and, and a half. So. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Okay. Um, yeah, on this game, I looked through it. I didn't see a ton that I was big on. Uh, the one guy that I had some interest in is uh, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, they've been giving him a bit more run lately. <clears throat> and as long as he stays out of foul trouble, I feel like he can go out there and he can get us some good value. Uh, we're going against, you know, a poor uh, Charlotte front court. Um, I mean, I was big on... Uh, Sabonis last night, and he went out there and absolutely just mopped the floor with them. Almost had a triple double in 31 minutes before they pulled him off out of the floor and just uh, threw in all the bench bench players. So he's one guy I have some interest in here. I was looking at Julius Randle because I do like targeting this front court, but he's just been very, I mean, mediocre. Um, you know, hasn't had anything really big, exciting going on lately. Last game out against this team, I think he had around 35 fantasy points. Um, so, yeah, no, he had 33.8. So, I mean, that's kind of what you can always expect of him. He will usually get you around that, you know, 35 uh, fantasy points as a floor. So he is a good, like, safe cash play. But at 8,400, he's not a very great upside for tournament play. Um and that's what I have really written down for this game, and that's it. Um, I mean, you could take a look at Terry Rozier at 5,800. Last time out, he did have a good game against this uh, group. But, now um, yeah, I just haven't been too big on anybody on the Charlotte side, actually. Uh, besides P.J. Washington, I did have some interest in him there, but um, he had a rough game out last time, so I've kind of cooled on him. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. You know, Randall would be the guy I'd want to look at, but he's priced a little bit too high for tournaments for me. And smart of you to look at the center position. Frustrating that Taj Gibson gets the start minimum mm-hmm. price, but he's just not getting enough minutes. And, of course, Mitchell Robinson, a little priced a little higher than we'd like at 5.1. But I agree those are, those are wise uh, areas to consider. The other factor I should have mentioned is that it looks like Alfred Payton will be back in the lineup. So we're not going to have that Dennis Smith Jr. value that we had against Houston earlier in the week. And then R.J. Barrett, uh, 
it came out really strong in that Houston game. I had a couple shares of him. He didn't do too much in the second half. I do like playing wings against Charlotte, but he's up at 6K now. So uh, I think there's a good chance I will not play any Knicks tonight. Over on the Charlotte side, I should mention that it looks like Devontae Graham will be back in the lineup. He had the night off last night. This is a back-to-back for Charlotte. They got smoked in Indiana, like you were referencing. And the thing with Graham is he's been playing terribly, one for 17 in his last two games shooting. Then he gets a day off. So I think he's a real wild card. He could come back and just continue to play poorly and continue that slump. Or maybe the day off really did him a lot of good. And I think you could get him at very low ownership. So if I'm playing 10 tournaments tonight, I probably will get one lineup with Graham in it. And then when you're looking at these other guys, I think you need to just keep that in mind that he was sat out the last game. So the Martin brothers who are getting more minutes, uh, you know, I don't think they'll have quite as much usage with with Graham back in the lineup. Yeah, they also threw in the Martin brothers at the end because of the blowout. Right. All right, well, let's go to game two here. And we're going to slowly inch our way up with these totals, Miles, for the 7 o'clock starts. We're going to go to Cleveland now. We're going to go Philly against Cleveland. And right now it's a started it opened at 220 and the total's gone down a little bit. Philly around a seven and a half point favorite coming off a nice win against Atlanta and Bede was terrific. Cleveland had a nice win though. Great comeback against Miami. So we'll see how this one plays out. We'll see if Cleveland can continue those good vibes after that comeback overtime victory. Who do you like here in this one? Yeah, this is another tough spot for me. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, it's kind of been bench mob. They've uh, been playing with them right down the stretch, you know, in the fourth quarter, finishing the game with, you know, uh, Tristan Thompson and uh, Larry Nance. They've been playing great. Um, and Andre Drummond has just, uh, he just seems to be lackluster and they're not playing him big minutes. Um it frustrated me in one of the games because I did actually have a player prop bet on him uh, coming out of the All-Star break, and they didn't play him a single minute in the fourth quarter. So at, that irked me quite a bit. Um, but, I mean, with that said, with this matchup going against Joel Embiid, I mean, why wouldn't they put Andre Drummond in there to guard him? Um, so I'm thinking that he could get some more minutes this game, and at 7,700, I mean, he's one of those guys where I think he could be a pivot play as well. So um, I do have a bit of interest in him, but by all means, not a lock and load just because of the way the front court has been going uh, on the Cleveland side. Uh, the other guy I do like on the Cleveland side is Kevin Love, 7,300. Last game out, he was, uh, you know, giving her a good amount of effort, and that's, you know, pretty fair price tag for him. We know that he has a pretty high uh, ceiling. So I do like that. And then besides that, on this side, I mean, you can kind of, you can look at Larry Nance and uh, Tristan Thompson, you know, fair price tags and everything. I just wasn't too big on them myself uh, for this game. And then I was looking at Darius Garland, 4,700. <clears throat> he uh, stepped up last game there. And I think that's a, you know, pretty good price tag for him. I think he can go out there and, get some things done, especially with uh, the backcourt uh, missing uh, Ben Simmons for uh, some defensive uh, prowess there. Uh, then on the <clears throat> other side of the ball, 
Um, with Ben Simmons out, Furkan Korkmaz, 4,300. I have some interest in him. He's been getting more run with uh, all those minutes opening up in the backcourt. And then I also liked uh, Josh Richardson at 5,200. Uh, he was getting big minutes. Um, he is one of those players, though, that is either, you know, he's either he's hot or he's cold. So um, wouldn't be a guy I'm going to lock and load. But, yeah, I mean... Besides that, that's kind of where I'm at. I did have some like interest in Joel Embiid, but the thing is, the front court of Cleveland is actually pretty stellar now that they have Drummond there. So it's a lot of defensive uh, players there. And at ten thousand five hundred, there's a player later on that I'm looking at at that price tag. So uh, for that reason, I'm probably not going to play much of them. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I think on the Cleveland side, since you started there. I don't think I'll invest in that front court. Uh, I agree. Drummond has been, you know, seemingly a little bit in a, in a funk, not getting big minutes or big usage. And any of those guys can really, you know, stand out. I like all four of those guys in general, but, you know, I don't, I'm not jumping at any of these price tags with the Cleveland bigs. Um, interesting with Garland. He's one of the guys I was looking at with an under prop potentially his point total prop is 13 and a half um in these two matchups against philly he has scored six and then 17 points so one over one well under uh so i would lean the under on that one um just in general you know philly's a tough defense top five i agree simmons is out so that could help him um but herder didn't do much against Philly in the last game. So uh, that's why I was looking at the under prop on Garland. In terms of the Philly side, I should mention that this is the front end of a back-to-back. They're going to go to New York on Thursday. Uh, in case this is a blowout, um, you know, that, that concerns me combined with the front end of a back-to-back. I'd like your take on Embiid in terms of who he's facing uh, you know, much tougher, much more, you know, f- more bodies to run at him. So I don't think I'll get to that price tag. Of the other guys, I think Jay Rich is my favorite at 5.2. I will take a look at Shake Milton at 4.5 if he's starting again. And then Horford again at 5K, he'll be in my player pool uh, if he's starting. All right, let's get back to that game we were starting to talk about a little bit, Brooklyn and the Wizards. And I know you wanted to jump on it because it does have that higher total of, of 235. Exactly. Brooklyn favored by one and a half. So this is one of the games that we want to get a lot of exposure to. High total, close spread. Um, in terms of news, Wilson Chandler questionable. Over on the Wizards side, Bertans is questionable. Who do you like here? So here, yeah, um, for the Brooklyn side, I like the backcourt quite a bit. I like Spencer Dinwiddie, and I like Karis LeVert. Um, Karis LeVert finally has, you know, come out and is starting to play well here. Uh, I said it last time uh, on the pod, I was holding on to him for so long in a few of my leagues. And then finally, I was like, I, I had enough of it. I dropped him. But then, you know, Kyrie hurts his shoulder again. And then he gets real up for the rest of the year. And, of course, Carlos LeVert's out there just absolutely throwing up big popcorn numbers. And now I'm just sitting back going, I wish I just held him for another week or two. 
Um, but yeah, I like him. Like Dinwiddie, uh, they're going against a porous defense. No reason why they can't put up some big numbers. And then I also like Jarrett Allen, uh, 5,300. He's been uh, having a bit more run the last couple games here. And, you know, this front court is just, it's just kind of rotating big men right now because it's their Thomas Bryant with his limited minutes because of his foot. And then you got Mo Wagner coming in uh, for a bit and also Ian Mahimi. So it's just, you know, I feel like they're just kind of getting not enough minutes to really get in a groove those guys. So I think, uh, you know, the front court here can take advantage of that. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Bradley Beal has been absolutely just balling out. Um, 9700 that's a fair price tag. We know he can pay it off, especially if he's going to be going out and scoring another 50-point point game. Yes. Uh, so I like him. And then I also like um, Shabazz Napier. Uh, last game out, he got a bit more run. They seem to run a bit more of a small ball lineup with uh, Bertans out. So if they do that again, uh, 4700 pretty good price tag for him. Don't see why he couldn't pay that off. Uh, besides that, I don't have many other players written down. I did look at Rui Hachimura, $5,900. Um, price tag's up a bit higher there. Not sure if I'll get to it too much, um, but uh, he might be some guy to uh, take a look at. But yeah, besides that, that's all I've got so far. What about you? Yeah, on the Brooklyn side, I'm with you. I'm going to look at those wing players. We, we do like to target the wings against the Wizards, and Lavert is the guy for me. 7.5 is a little bit more than I'd like. I was hoping for more around 7K, but his usage is just really picked up with Kyrie Irving out. Uh, and I like his point total prop of over 20.5. In the last four games, his shot attempts have been 20, 29, 19, and 21. And we saw what Chris Middleton did against the Wizards. Earlier this week, he went for 40. Uh, so I like Levert here. And then Joe Harris also, uh, 4.8. I think w- at least one of them is going to have to go off against the Wizards in their 29th-ranked defense. On the Washington side, we absolutely have to start the analysis with Beal like you did. I mean, the last two games when he has scored 53 and 55, he's basically paid off his his fantasy value just with points. And he's up at 9.7. His player prop today is, is 31 and a half. So I'm going to play over that as well. I mean, can you imagine after him going for 53 and 55? Can you imagine playing that under? I say that uh, 31 and a half is pretty good. If you look at his past 15 games, he hasn't scored under uh, 33, I think it is. Oh, no, he had one game, sorry, 29. One game out of 15. Yeah, he's just on a mission right now. So I'm not going to get in his way. Um, so I'll, I'll have a lot of Beal. He's actually probably the guy that I like the most here on this slate on DraftKings with the pricing in terms of the higher priced guys. I think there's a good chance I'm going to fade a lot of the guys over 10 K, but I I like some of the guys here in this nine K range and he's right at the top of the list in terms of the other wizards. I'm going to get a share or two of Troy Brown jr. At 4 K. He was underwhelming against Milwaukee, but I'm hoping for a bounce back here after a little bit of a dip in price. And uh, I like your call on Napier. I'm going to consider him as well. All right, let's move on to the 730 games. 
I want to start with the Orlando-Atlanta matchup. And this is another close spread. Right now, Orlando favored by two. Total right around 227. And these two teams played a couple weeks ago. It was a shootout, 135 to 126. When they played earlier in the season, it was only 103.99. So I think that's what's giving you that 227 spread sort of in the middle there. But uh, for this 7.30 tip, what are your thoughts on this matchup? So yeah, I'm going to start on the Orlando side. Uh, I like the front court here a bunch. Nikola Vucevic and uh, Aaron Garden both went out last time uh, and had their way with their Atlanta front court. I had actually stacked them in uh, one or two of my lineups, and it worked out well. Uh, I mean, this is a place that we usually do like to target. Um, they did go and get those bigs, but, I mean, uh, they don't have Clint Capella out there yet. And, I mean, until they get him out there, I will keep on targeting this front court. So I do like uh, I like Vooch a lot at 9500 I think that's a good price tag for him. Uh, Aaron Gordon is a bit higher than I'd usually like to pay. But he has been playing a good ball of late. Maybe he's just playing with that chip on that shoulder for not winning that uh, dunk contest, getting robbed there. Uh, and then that's pretty much it for the Orlando side. And then on the other side of the ball, I've pretty much faded all the big guys on there. I don't really like John Collins going against this front court. And then Trey Young is okay, but I just I'm just not interested in him in this game for some reason. Just not looking at him. And then the one guy I was looking at, um, if DeAndre Hunter is out, I have a bit of interest in Cam Reddish at 4,500. Uh, he had been having some good games of late with Hunter out. So he'll garner some of my interest. And then besides that, though, that's all I have. Is that oh, Donut? That is Donut. So Donut likes Cam Reddish tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, he, re- he really <laughs> likes Cam Reddish. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I better mark that down. I didn't have anybody written down for Atlanta, but I do now. <laughs> so, all right, well, I'm going to pick up there. I agree with you on the Orlando side. Uh, it, it's all about the front court for me. I'm starting with Vucevic, and I like the player prop for him. His point player prop is 19 and a half points. And these two teams have played... Three times, he's averaging 22.3 points. Um, And we saw what MB did against Atlanta earlier in this week. He almost got 50. So uh, I like Vucevic here. And Gordon, I agree with you. That's the perfect word for it. He got robbed in that dunk contest. He's another man on a mission. Four straight games, over 42.5 fantasy points. So the price tag is up, but that's still 5.5x if we get that. So... Uh, hopefully he can exceed it, get closer to 50 fantasy points. And same thing with you. I don't don't plan to play Trey Young. I think he went for 29-1-9 last time these two teams played. So even though it was uh even though Atlanta well, even though the even though there are 261 points scored in that game, he he only had 43 fantasy points. So I agree with you. I'm gonna look elsewhere tonight. He does also have a questionable tag that I'm seeing with an illness. So uh, monitor that and do that at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter. Follow the news there because uh, if he's out, then that certainly changes things. And we'll have to reevaluate this game once we get that news. 
All right, next yeah. game on this. What's that? I was just going to say quickly, too. I did have one guy written down as a potential uh, value play was Jeff Teague. Uh, his minutes haven't been crazy huge or anything like that. But just to mention, last time out, he did get 31 and, and a half fantasy points against this team in 16 minutes. So, if, I mean, if you're really needing a value play at around that price tag, I'd put him in consideration. Okay, excellent. All right, moving on to the next. Yes, the next 7.30 tip is down in Miami. Minnesota's coming to town to take on the Heat. Heat, big favorites right now, about 10-point spread. And what do we have here? We've got Butler as questionable, certainly the biggest piece of news in this game. We've seen none really get some extra usage with him out of the lineup. But how are you breaking this game down? Yeah, and then Bam Adebayo also has that questionable tag, but uh, I think it was his stitches in his face, so we'll see. But most likely, I'm guessing he's going to play. Um, if Butler is ruled out, I will have some interest in uh, the backcourt here with uh, Kendrick Nunn and uh, Goran Dragic. Uh, more leaning toward Kendrick Nunn, though. He's been playing a lot better coming out of the break. Uh, I was fading him a lot before the break because he was uh, not shooting the ball well then. Uh, but he seems to have uh, worked that out over the All-Star break, so I uh, have some interest in him here. And then the other side of the ball, I like Malik Beasley quite a bit. He's uh, really come into Minnesota and just kind of uh, gone out guns blazing. So I do like him quite a bit at 5,900. And then besides that, I've just been kind of, a lot of these players are just kind of hit and miss, it seems. They're going to have nights that they're going to each kind of trade off here. And I, I was hot on Naz Reed, but he got into foul trouble last game. He just really did not perform anything like I expected. Um, and I mean, he's going to go against, if Bam is playing, that's not an easy person to go against. So not sure if I'll get to that. Um, what about you? What do you feel on this game? Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm going to start with the, the backcourt there on Miami. If Butler's out, then I'll have a lot of none. Probably have some Dragic coming off the bench. And then on the on the Minnesota side, yeah, I like, I like Beasley in his new, his new uh, uniform. And for me, when... You talk about the bigs when Reed got into foul trouble. I really like that because I had a lot of shares of James Johnson on the last slate when Minnesota was in Dallas. And now we've got James Johnson coming back to town. So a little bit of a narrative. I'm going to have some more James Johnson shares here. He's at 5.3 on DraftKings. His price has been going up a little bit, but uh, I'll have some exposure to him. Yeah, I think that is a good call. Going back to the team revenge narrative. Um, yeah. What about uh, Jay Crowder? Any interest in him? What is his price tag? Fifty nine hundred. Okay, so he's been trending up. Also, uh, fifty nine hundred. He's been kind of getting around that five x value at that price tag. So not anything crazy, but I mean, decent enough. Yeah, same thing. If Butler's out, I'll consider it. Um, I've been looking at him and Derek Jones Jr. a little bit. Uh, with with the different lineup, so uh, it is getting a little pricey though for me. It is. I like him. I like him a lot better around five k. Yes, I do as well. All right, well, let's move to the back half of the slate here. The eight o'clock tip is Memphis at Houston, ESPN game, and Houston big favorites again. 
10 point favorite. Uh, big total here, 237 and a half. We've got Brandon Clark out, Triple J out. And then with Houston, we have Gordon questionable. We have Westbrook coming back into the lineup. What are your thoughts on this one? On this one, uh, the one guy I'm looking at on the Houston side is Russell Westbrook coming back from that thumb injury. I don't think it's going to bother him too much. I mean, he's had lots of hand injuries throughout this season and doesn't ever seem to really slow him down too much. Uh, and at 10100 I like that he's 1200 cheaper than Harden. So I'll be going to him more than I'd be going to Harden. And then the other guy on this side I like is R- Rocco, 6200 I think he's a good cash play. Um, doesn't have quite the you know upside in tournament plays, but um, he's been playing well in this new uh, ball club. Uh, fits in great there. He's got the three and D going for him. And then on the other side of the ball, um, they've been just kind of in a disarray, uh, losing some players here with uh, JJJ and then Brandon Clark. Um, I don't think I'll be getting to draw Moran at seventy one hundred. That's pretty pri- high price tag here for what he's been doing lately. And then. I do like, though, uh, a bit of Gorgie Dang at 5,200. With those two uh, guys I mentioned earlier being ruled out, I think he'll be getting some run at the uh, 4 and 5. And then the other guy is Josh Jackson at 4,500. With those guys out, he's going to get his minutes no matter what. Um, And then besides that, I wasn't going much further anywhere. I Wanted to ask you, what do you think about Jonas Valanciunas here? Do you think he's just going to get run off the court by the the Rockets or what? Probably. I I know you like Jonas better than I do. Um, I think I got one share of him against the Clippers, and he underperformed for me again. He's just frustrating. I don't I don't like investing in him. I understand why why people do, especially in tournaments, because he does have that boom upside, but um. Yeah, it's just tough. I mean, maybe this will be the underwhelming day. since yes. coming out of the, the All Star break. Yes, he has. I mean, you know, maybe he takes advantage of the smaller front court here. Um, I mean, all these guys out. You'd think one of these days he'd snap out of it and, and put up a big night. So, yeah, I don't he blame would. you for for thinking about it. Um, frustrating for Gorgie Jang because uh, I think it's a smart play, but he's on DraftKings at least they've really priced him up to five point two. Mm-hmm. So that's not quite as sneaky anymore. Nope. I, I do I do prefer Josh Jackson, four point five k. I like that price tag still. Uh, he'll get the extra run with Clark and all those guys out. The Houston side just tough with the pricing. You know Harden, you got to look at him at eleven point three. He's been excellent against Memphis this season, but Westbrook didn't play either of those games. So really, for me. I don't want to invest too much in those guys unless this game's going to stay close, but I don't know how it how it will stay close. I don't have a lot of faith in that. So, um, you know, maybe maybe one of those mid-tier guys, like you said, Covington at 6.2, that could be a way to get some exposure to this game. And I'm always looking at P.J. Tucker if he's under 4K. And then final thing to be to watch will just be if Gordon is out, you know, maybe you get some exposure to somebody like Rivers. Yeah, I like those calls. Uh, Moving on to the next. Next game is also in Texas. It's a battle of Texas. Mavs and Spurs in San Antonio. 
Big news here is LaMarcus Aldridge is out. And we have uh, Luca, who's done quite well against San Antonio. Uh, let's see here. One thing that surprises me a little bit here is offensive efficiency. We know Dallas has been tremendous this year. They're number one. But San Antonio is sixth, which just not what you'd expect for a team that's 24 and 32. They are, yeah. And they're hard to predict. So uh, what are your predictions with all that being said for this matchup tonight? And the biggest thing that jumped out to me was uh, Luka Doncic at uh, 10,300. So uh, he's my favorite player over 10K. He'd be the guy I'd be putting into a uh, majority of my lineups for a guy that's over that price tag. And then otherwise, on that side of the ball, I wasn't too interested in much else. Um, Przingis kind of uh, was in my player pool there. Uh, but I like Luca a lot more. And then on the other side of the ball, though, with Allridge out, uh, DeMar DeRozan, you have to look at him. Uh, he's the big usage guy on that side when Aldridge is out. Um, I mean, he's one of the big usage guys when he's even in, but without him, they're going to need him to be out there performing well. 7K, that's a good price tag for him. So I have interest in him. The other guy I have uh, interest in is uh, DeJounte Murray. Uh, when either Aldridge or DeMar Rosen are out, he seems to step up a bit more and play better. Uh, and up until last game, he was playing well. Uh, he had... Lots of, what was it? Let's see here. He had 48, 37, 42, 45 before he had that 15-point fantasy game last game against OKC. Um, I mean, he only got 21 minutes in that game because it got out of hand. So I do expect him to do better here. Um, I mean, he has been priced up a bit, but 5,900, I still still like that. Um, I will have some interest in him. And then the other guy, though, I like on this side for value play is Yakub Potl at 3,200. Uh, he should get a lot more run with Aldridge being ruled out. And when he gets a start, we know that he can go out there and uh, get us some nice value. Uh, what about you? What do you got? I, lo- I love your breakdown there. I hope it comes true because I think I'm going to approach this game the same way. Luca is my favorite guy over 10K. He's averaging 64.6 fantasy points against San Antonio. He's averaging a triple-double. 33, 10.5, and 10 which adds up to 53.5. His prop today for points, rebounds, and assists is only 43.5. So I like the over in that one. And I agree. you got to look at DeRozan with Aldridge out. Hopefully that game in OKC was a bit of an outlier. DeMar really hasn't been playing well the last few games, but he does average 43.9 fantasy points against Dallas. So I'll have some exposure to him. Uh, Murray, I agree, is worth considering. And then I do I do like Pirtle, especially if he's starting at 3.2. I'll have some exposure to him. All righty. Moving on to the next one. Two left. We got one in Phoenix. It's the Clippers traveling to play the Suns. Are your parents going to be at this one? Nope. They are back in Canada now. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I mean, let us know here this afternoon if you have any more insight from them after their trip down to Phoenix. But this one has a total around 231.5, opened a little bit higher, so the betters have been playing the under. Clippers are now around a 6.5-point favorite. 
And they've got everybody back in the lineup. Paul George is back. Beverly's back. Reggie Jackson's in town. Morris. So a lot of mouths to feed there. And with Phoenix, we've got Ubre out. So a little bit of a different dynamic there. Anybody you're targeting from this game? <clears throat> yeah, in this game, I was having issues with really narrowing down who I'd want to play. Um, with Paul George coming back in, I think the late or the Clippers are still kind of working out how everything is going to work here with them bringing in Marcus Morris and uh, <clears throat> Reggie Jackson. It's just they haven't quite played enough yet to really get a groove going. So I, for that reason, I'm, I don't have a ton of interest on the Clippers side of the ball. Um, I mean, I think Kawhi Leonard will still have be fine and go out there and do what he wants, but uh, 9800 don't know if I want to get to that price tag. And then besides that, I did have some interest in DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he struggled last game out, but I do like targeting uh, centers against the Clippers. And, I mean, besides that, I didn't really know how to break down this game just because, yeah, like I said, I was worried about what's happening with the Clippers side and just if what's gonna how it's all going to come together. Um, maybe you have some more insight on that? Not much more. I, I really am not going to play any of these guys for the Clippers. Um, you know, we saw it against Memphis, usage and scoring, everything spread out, and the price tags aren't really reflecting it. Um, Harrell has been the most consistent guy. He helped me in some tournaments on Monday. He's the guy I think that's affected the least by all these moving parts, and he's at 5.8, so I, I think that's a fair price tag. Uh, yeah, I agree. Aiton is worth considering. He is 8.1. Um, but I do want to mention another player prop here, and it's it's an under, finally. It's Booker. His player prop for points is 28.5, <clears throat> and I'm going to play under that five out, of the list, five out of the last six games. He's been under that point total. We know how strong the Clippers are defensively. They are sixth in defensive rating. And with Rubio in the lineup, Booker just doesn't see as many shots. So that's one of my main takeaways from this one. What do you think about that? Do you can you I, can you dare go under a, a point prop with Booker? I, you can uh, because I mean, too, like if, sometimes he's just not even shooting the ball well. So if it's one of those nights, uh, you're gonna be cashing in no problem. And like you said, this is a great defensive team. Um, they have Beverly back in the lineup too. So if he's getting some of that, he's one of the you know best kind of defenders. He gets in people's heads. So. Uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I like that call. All right, good. Well, let's wrap up the night here with the late night hammer, second ESPN game, Boston traveling to Utah. And this total open at 215. It's been bet up to 218. Uh, tough back to back for Boston. They're coming from Portland. Solid victory there. Uh, looking to take another win on the west coast here and we've got Kemba doubtful uh is that the latest you've seen on him or is has he been ruled out do you know i on mine it's saying he has been ruled out but that is an old thing from last from yesterday night. okay so keep an eye on that I'm, I'm expecting he won't play it's it's midday here again on wednesday so check out the news there but Let's just break this down, assuming he's going to be out. 
Anybody you like in this game? Yeah, the thing is, like, I like all these players. Um, the problem is, I'm, I'm not. I don't like that they both have good defense. Uh, that's what's kind of making me, you know, a little deterred in the fact that, yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Boston's on a back-to-back, uh, so it's it's making it a bit more difficult for me to want to play a whole bunch of them. Like last night, I was all over the uh, that game, the Celtics and the Portland the game. That was a, a great game to target, so I had some interest there, and I played uh, Tatum and Brown, and they both went out there and did what you wanted. Um, so the thing is, they pretty much left the Boston guys almost exactly the same price tags. The only thing that changes, Jalen Brown went up 100, and Marcus Smart went up 100. Um, I think... Of the Boston guys, my favorite guy, I think, again, would be Jalen Brown just because of his price tag. Um, and then I also do like Marcus Smart as well, too. If uh, Kemba is out and he is getting the start, uh, he's performed well in this position. And if he can uh, start getting, you know, hitting the three-pointers, he takes off. And then on the other side of the ball, I do have some interest in Mike Conley at 5,000. Uh, he did struggle out. Struggle a bit last game out, only got 22 minutes. So I'm hoping that, you know, he bounces back here. Because um, his first game out from the All-Star break, he did well, had 34 minutes, had 32 fantasy points. So if he can, you know, get back to that, that'd be great. Um, but, I mean, might be a hard spot for him to do that because if he is getting a smart defense, it's uh, going to be a tough game for him. Um, but, yeah, besides that, I'm just not too crazy about much else. Uh, I mean, Jason Tim has been playing absolutely phenomenal. Um, wouldn't mind looking at him, but 8,800 against this team and with the back-to-back is a bit pricey. What What about you? What you got? Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm I'm feeling the same thing. This one may be one of those games that is just more about watching it, enjoying it. You mentioned this, the strong defenses, so I could see this one staying close and being entertaining, but. These price tags are like with Tatum at eight point eight. That's just too much for me. A lot of the a lot of these Celtics guys struggle on back to backs in, in terms of their fantasy performance. The you know what I might do is just look for a value play here in Enos Cantor. He's down at three point two. He got seventeen minutes last night, and that's the key for me. Obviously, we need him out on the floor. He's pretty good points per minute. You know, he didn't, he's been, he's had a couple games where he's been kind of lower in terms of minutes. Uh, but for tournaments, I think he's worth a shot at only 3.2. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. And sometimes they like putting him out there against the big centers um, to try and grab those rebounds. So I could see him getting some more run here. Uh, they gave him more run against Whiteside. And that's just, uh, hopefully he doesn't, you know, get stuck below that 10 minute mark, which he had a few of those uh, recently. Absolutely. Well, it's a sad thing here, Miles. We're at the end of the slate, so I'm going to start to wrap up the show. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter, at HoopBallFantasy. Miles is at M-Y-L-E-S 6565. I'm at Language Olympic. Our buddy, Mr. Apatria, is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And... How about some final thoughts here, Miles? Any words of wisdom? Should we keep in mind the fact that Donut, um, he wants us to play Cam Reddish. Anything else in terms of some closing thoughts? I think we need to, if uh, Jakob Potl is starting, I think he's going to be a lock and load play for a value play. 
Um, and then otherwise, you know, just make sure you're following all the news right up to lock. Don't want to get stuck with uh, any uh, goose eggs on your lineup. And uh, otherwise, you know, just go out there, have fun, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us, everyone. And please be sure to tune in again tomorrow for Miles Hartley. I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hoopball NBA DFS Today. This has been a Hoopball presentation.